the strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm one with the force of forces with me. Now witness the firepower of this fully armed and operational battle station. We'll use the force. That's not how the force works. Well, let's start somewhere. Welcome to the KyberCast. This is episode number 198, recorded November 30th, 2023. My name is Joe Becker, one half of the KyberCast team. The other half joining me, as always, decked out in his red lantern outfit with red makeup. It is Michael Diaz, who is not wearing a single bit of makeup. It's funny, I mean, though. This is true, though. Well, it's not an outfit. I just have a red lantern shirt and hat. That comprises outfit. It's more than one more than one thing yeah, but, coordinated. Okay, I'm not dressed as a red lantern per se. I'm not atrocitus. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, Michael always has nice something about. interesting on. He changes each podcast while I have boring shit. So it's always nice to call out uh, my, <laughs> Michael's uh, comic outfits. How you doing, man? I'm good. Did you have a nice Thanksgiving? We did. <laughs> Excuse me. We did. We uh, came up to Detroit, watched the the Lions lose. Um, it's not Thanksgiving unless the Lions lose, at least in the eight, yeah. last eight years here. I, I'm not going to get too far into this because we're not a sports podcast, but mark my words, they will not make the playoffs. They what? They're 100% going to make the playoffs. No, they're they're going to win one more game and that's it. And they'll 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 not win the division. They're two and a half games up right now. Uh-huh. And they have four divisional games back half of the year. I'm not worried. Five. No, four. I'm not worried. Yeah, I am. Um, fine. Anyways, this is not a Detroit Lions podcast. Uh, so quickly, everyone, just a bit of news. Um, we're coming off a holiday, and next week I won't be here, so... We're going to be out next week, so it'll be another couple weeks for the next show. I just want to make sure that uh, I remember saying that so people don't get uh, upset when we don't put one out next week. But we'll get this one out before I take off, um, if this one's worthy of even getting out there, because we don't know what the hell we're going to talk about, because our topics are not great, because it's a kind of a slow season. But we do get a lot of news. So, Michael, why don't we jump right into the news, because I think that's going to take a lot of good conversation, actually. I agree. Well, you want me to jump in with this, these first yeah. here? Okay. So, Timothy Oliphant, we love him. He was great in The Mandalorian. Well, he's going to stay in that sci-fi realm. He's been cast in the Aliens FX series in a lead role. What that role might be, not sure. Rumor yes. he's playing an android. Oh, yeah, synth. I heard he's, yeah, as they call it, right? Yeah, kind of like, uh, well, obviously, Ash. Lance Henriksen. and. Yep, Lance Her- Big Bishop in Aliens, or even if you want to go with uh, what Call from Alien Resurrection. Yeah, uh, well, that'd be cool. Look, listen, just having him on the show makes me want to watch it now. And I'm not, you know, I have, I don't have a strong uh, faith that any of this is going to be good. <laughs> uh, I can't say that I do either. I'm hopeful. But a lot of that hope comes from the fact that Alien and Aliens are two of my all-time favorite movies. Right. But as I say at work, hope is not a strategy. It is not. <laughs> no, but I'm not making it, so. No, no. I mean, we want it to be good. I mean, I'm, I'll I'll watch it now. I'm more interested now that um, Timothy Oliphant's in it. Um, but we have no idea what the script is, right? Like, at least a little bit. Right. From what I, if I remember correctly, from what I've heard, um, the Alien show is going to be closer to our current time. Like our own time? Like right now? Like closer. I don't know what that means per se, but closer was, to our current what time. What was the date for the original Alien star date, so, so now, to speak? Now I don't know. What's your favorite movie? What the hell? Yeah, I don't, I don't care about the dates. Like, I don't even. The only reason I know Star Trek takes place in the 24th century is because the original took place in the 23rd century, and then the next generation was 74 years later. So, okay. 
Uh, I don't remember the year. I could probably look it up where our users, our users, our listeners could look it up. I want to say it's about, is it 2170, somewhere around there that Prometheus takes place? I don't know at all. I know that roughly Prometheus takes place first, which takes place approximately about 30 years before Alien. Okay. And then obviously um, Alien Covenant takes place within, what, three to five years of prometheus so whatever and then obviously aliens takes place about 57 years or so after alien alien 3 happens immediately after aliens and then alien resurrection again there is a significant time jump they don't say i don't think specifically what it is but all told from prometheus through to alien resurrection you're looking at approximately 100 ish years right that's what it feels like watching them <laughs> what we got sound effects now did you have that queued up uh i didn't have it queued up i just saw this button up here for drums uh that's on zencaster so there we go maybe that'll i don't even know if that'll come in shot. if that'll if that rim shot will even show up i don't even know how this works so i heard um, it i'm i'm betting it's gonna be <laughs> the podcast well it's, glad, it's good that we have that now yeah. i don't have that but you have that as the power but uh, but that goes into another aliens, yeah, yeah. So Alien Romulus, this is the movie that takes that's coming out next year. Um, I don't believe it's believe it's being delayed because my understanding is that they all principal photography was done prior to the actor strike. Got it. But one of the stars of the film has let it be known that Alien Romulus takes place sometime between Alien and Aliens. Hmm. Now, it's really not saying much because remember, at the end of Alien and Aliens, I just said there's a 57-year difference, so almost six full decades. That leaves a lot of room. It does. It does. So, I mean. what I if The way I understood it is that the aliens find this guy named Nero, and it drives him through a portal, and it sets off Star Trek, the movie. Is that true? No. That is the literal plot of J.J. Abrams' Star Trek. Right. It sets that off. He puts, like, he was running from the aliens, from Romulan, from alien Romulus. Romulus. Yeah. Yeah. And then he goes through this weird time thing and ends up uh, shifting the uh, alternate universe of Star Trek. Uh, That's not true. So Eric Bana is not in this? Eric Bana is not in this as far as I know, but I'm going to trick I'm going to be a Trekkie on this. The uh, transporter technology would notice the alien as an invasive species and wouldn't let people transport over or possibly even could remove it in transport. Wow. What if it was like the fly and it becomes part of him, like a Brundle Seth? Well, (laughs) a Brundle Seth. (laughs) Um, That doesn't happen in Star Trek. They've already... They've already mastered transporter technology. That doesn't happen. Oh, okay. Uh, so, but we, we don't know what this is about either, do we? No, just, that's really, like, these are just, so these, little has come out other than. Are, are both these just monster shows? Like, how different is it going to be, really? How different can they be? Well, they have to be different. I mean, everyone's trying to milk their IP nowadays. I mean, look at, look at Apple. Um, not necessarily Apple, but Apple's doing that. Uh, Monarch TV show, which is a TV show with. Well, I'll talk about that. It's part of my. It's, it's part of my geek this week, so okay. I will okay. talk about that. I will shut up about that. Yeah. then. but I, I don't know if that's milking or just starting for Apple. <laughs> like, like, that's not really milking. Okay, okay, but okay, but like Marvel, obviously doing all these TV shows. Oh no, Mar- like Marvel's Star Wars the teats out right now. They're in trouble. Like I said before. Oh, even Star Trek. I mean, look at look at. I mean. Lower decks, they're kind of milking things there. Yeah, I'm not saying it's a bad show. I I enjoy it. I know you don't, but everyone's trying. I guess maybe milking is not the right word. Maybe everyone's trying to optimize economic opportunity from their intellectual properties. Yeah, their investment. Yes. So I don't know. I'm. I always get cautiously optimistic when a new alien movie comes out. I was super excited for Prometheus. Uh, the trailers made it look freaking fantastic, and it is a glorious movie to look at. 
but it's not good. It is a wonderful dumpster fire, and I've been saying that for years. Alien Covenant, I didn't even bother to see it in the theater. I waited till it came to video, and uh, I'm glad I waited. It wasn't that good either. <laughs> I didn't see it. So, All right, let's move on. Mr. Tom Holland you have written down here. Yeah, Tom Holland has said he would be an idiot to not want to do another Spider-Man movie, but he also kind of had the caveat that he's like, listen, now he's he's protective of the character. He's not just going to jump into a Spider-Man movie because one's expected. But he says the story has to be right. It has to be a good story. And then, yes, 100% he'd be in on it. But what does that mean? Does it mean he's really, you know, really does care about the character. He wants the right story because he does have a fair amount of weight. He has been Spider-Man now. What he's saying is, please make sure Kevin Feige is part of that universe and don't let Sony anywhere near this fucking writing is what he's saying. Okay. And that's fair. Unless you're talking about the animated Spider-Man, then their writers are pretty damn good. Yeah. But that's because they don't, they're probably less people in the, in the pie. So to speak, it's not venom. Okay. Let's say that venom or Morbius or Madam Webb. God, that looks terrible. Horrible. That looks horrendous. Oh, Sony, just please let Marvel drive on this one and go ahead and take the producer's credit and show. Yeah, take your percent and don't worry about it. Yeah. I mean, seriously. Here's, you know, I, I really would love to see another Spider-Man movie. I thought they left it at a fantastic spot, and we didn't see it coming. You know, when they just jumped right in and there was no death of Uncle Ben and all that, I was like, okay, they're just jumping right in. But then you find out over the course of the three movies, and then, spoiler alert, for a movie that came out two years ago, Aunt May dies. You're like, holy shit, that's his Uncle Ben moment. Obviously, they make reference to that in the film. But you come to find out, these first three movies was his origin story because now no one remembers who he is. Right. That's fantastic writing. Yeah. And, it, and also, uh, I won't get into too much of it because it'll be a topic in the near future. Into the Spider-Verse, everybody, every spider being, for lack of a better term, has to go through a moment like the Aunt May moment. Correct. And that's part of that whole movie of like stopping it. Now, I won't go too far, but I thought um, uh, Morales's was his uncle, just like Uncle Ben. But the bad guy, you know, I thought that was his moment, but apparently it's not. Right. So am I wrong? Did I read that wrong? I think it is his moment. But again, we'll get into it a little bit more in depth because as our listeners are hearing here, we've got an episode coming up here soon. Um Spider-Man Across the Universe is on Netflix. Um, Joe, you never saw it in the theater, right? No, I didn't. Right. I did. I know we briefly touched on it. But uh, now that it's on Netflix, we're going to jump in in depth. So that's coming to an episode Yes, soon. With, with special guest. With special guest, exactly. So. Um, anyways, to have Tom Holland back is going to be a need because right now Marvel Marvel's struggling. I don't care what they say. What, And I've said it many times. I don't want to rehash everything. But they've lost their biggest stars. And they haven't really propelled the other ones yet. And um, there will be a time when Steve Rogers is back and Tony Stark is back. Guarantee that. And it'll probably be for Secret Wars. Um, well, but- I will say this. It's interesting. And he could be totally bullshitting us. But, you know, there's been all that, like you've been talking about, there's all been that press lately that Marvel has talked about bringing back not just the characters, but those actors. And then Chris Evans is like, I haven't heard anything about this. Well, that doesn't matter. Exactly. Exactly. Because it's just like, you know, it's like uh, Tobey Maguire and uh, Garfield. Yeah. We don't know you're talking about. Mm -hmm. We're not in a Spider-Man film. Here's a newsflash. They're actors. They, right. they can they can make shit up pretty good in front of the camera. It's what they do. Oh, I know. Oscar Isaac? I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. Moon yeah. Knight? Come on. Yeah. That won't be back. That, that is definitely <laughs> not going to be back, no. But <laughs> even before it came out, there was all these rumors that Oscar Isaac, he's uh, 
You know, I had a lot of hope for that show. God, I wanted a new character, and it just did not turn out good, in my opinion. I still like the show, but again, I admit I'm biased. Uh, I love the Moon Knight character. Uh, They did a good job of covering how fractured his mind is. But I can see how... It's not a must. It's not like, oh, I saw that and said, yes, this needs to be a movie. No, I did not think that. (laughs) Right. Um, All right, let's move on. What's next? Well, talking about... uh, superheroes and such the boys mexico is coming from producers diego luna gail garcia bernal and from writer of blue beetle gareth dunnett uh alcocer is i saying that right i can't i may have uh, you know spanish better dunnett than i do alcor alcocer Alco- wait do you know Alcor- polish names better than hispanic names well, is I this think, a- i'm assuming it's a spanish name alcocer but now These I'm second guessing myself. These I, are I, your people, aren't they? You wouldn't know. Diego that. Luna, uh, Bernal, I get that, okay? I, I don't know this writer very well, so I'm sorry. I'm totally butchering his name. He's the writer of Blue Beetle, and I apologize. I should be better about that. I should have looked it up first. So I apologize. Which I think is now streaming on Max, so I haven't watched it. Um, you haven't watched it yet either? Blue Beetle? No, I haven't watched I it. I guess that's got That's coming up then. Yeah, that's an episode. Yeah, have you watched it? No. Oh, okay. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, this is starting to turn into like another Walking Dead, like fifty versions, and I don't know if that's good or not. I started yeah. watching. I did start watch the teenage one. I watched the first two episodes, and I haven't gone back. Is um, it good? Uh, it was good. It was, but it was no different. Um, it's the same as the boys, isn't it? I mean, yeah. That's just you know, let's get stuff in your face. Let's be a little outrageous. Let's push the envelope, but it, it's not new. You know what I mean? Where the boys felt so fresh and different. I'd rather just. How about you spend the time and worry about that storyline? Now you've got three shows. Four. There's also the cartoon. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to watch that. I'm not going to watch it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it comes down to, obviously, if it's a good story, right? But yeah. it, it this does feel a little bit like a diluting of the franchise. But maybe I'm not the target audience. Yes, I am a Hispanic man. But I think Amazon is doing something that Netflix has been doing for a long time. Netflix is worldwide. Not that Amazon isn't. Right. But Netflix has shows for its Korean. Is the show going to be in Spanish? That would be cool. If it was, cool. I think it should be. That'd be awesome. Um, And make you, like, if I want to watch it, to put it on uh, subtitles and maybe learn as I watch. That'd be cool. Well, Amazon tried this before. What was that show they they did? Not dubbed. I I wouldn't dub it. No, no, no. I'm talking about, so Netflix already, like, you know, has shows because, you know, India is a big audience. For yeah, they people. but they're made there, and they just buy them and put them on the on the. I understand that, but some of those shows you can now see in, you know, the U.S. version in Netflix, and that's what I mean. Yeah, they just, right. But a lot of them, they're also you know, they, they get these shows like, like Squid Game. There's a lot of Nor- uh, Norwegian shows too. There's a there's a Ragnarok show. That's the Thor thing that that I've watched first. I haven't watched the latest season, but right, right, right. What I'm saying is. They're marketing to the entire world at this point. And then if it does something does well in another part of the world, sure, they'll pull it on Netflix US. People may watch it. Sure. It's already there. Why not? And and Amazon has done something similar. They had that spy show, and I can't remember the name of it at all. The Citadel or something like that. Oh, yeah. I didn't see it, though. But that was one of their things. They were going to have a, a different take and a different show, a TV show. Um, in all their different regions, there's going to be like, you know, an Asian one. Like this one. C- CSI? Miami CSI, but no, they're they're going to have shows specific to those markets. So yeah, yeah. If I, I don't know that this is going to be in Spanish, I don't think so. But you know, the boys Mexico, why not? There's plenty of Spanish speaking or Hispanic people in the area, especially in well Mexico, duh. But also in the U.S. That's Michael Diaz. If you want to write to Michael Diaz, um, I'm Hispanic too. <laughs> Uh, oh, that's funny. That's funny, funny, funny. So I'm not against it. Uh, 
it's not, it doesn't make me go, oh, sweet, the boy's Mexico, right? Right. Anyway. I hope so. I hope it's well. I mean, it's just, I think you're starting to bleed it, but maybe there'll be fresh take that we don't know about it. Exactly. Now, this uh, next one, I'm leaving all to you, Joe. Well, speaking of fresh takes, we have uh, some news in the Star Wars front. Uh, and I don't know what it actually means, but the chief creative officer at Lucasfilm is now Dave Filoni. Now, some people may not like that. They may not like the way he tells stories, but there's nobody closer to the Star Wars lore and understanding of it via the George Lucas mindset than Dave Filoni. Whether you like it or not, he is. Um, you know, And I know people, that some of our, use, our listeners do not like it. Uh, yeah, um, I think they're wrong, but that's okay. Right, right, right. I, um, but I, okay. They should be. They, they, they have their right. I, I just think that having one person over, at least make, making sure the creative feels um, congruent will be good. He will be – now, he's not Kevin Feige here, guys. That's not his role. It's just him looking at some – like he's not going to stop people from making things. He doesn't make that decision. That's still – um, uh, what's her name's decision? Kathleen Kathleen Kennedy. Kennedy. Uh, Kathleen Kennedy is it's her decision whether something gets greenlit, made, or whatever. He's there to be uh, the sounding board to make sure that it's at least canon and or feeling the right way to be Star Wars. Put that it that cohesion. way. Yeah, yeah. Um, but at least there's somebody looking at it and not just make something. Um. So it's good news, in my opinion. Um, like I said, I know a lot of people don't like the way he tells stories, but you know, Star Wars is a goofy thing. Um, what what you take for granted, uh, you know, even things like Return of the Jedi with teddy bears, um, it's it's now you know not the same. It doesn't seem even the sequels are seen differently now than when they first came out. Um, you know, George Lucas was always ahead of his time and did what he wanted to do, whether you liked it or not. And um, a lot of people didn't like the Jar Jar stuff and all that. Not that it's great, but I mean, he didn't make it for 40 year olds, <laughs> you know? Exactly. So, and that's the mindset where Dave comes from. It's, it's, it's all encompassing, but it's also for a certain mindset of, you know, pushing the boundaries of something, but also, uh, trying to keep a cohesive emotional story. And I think that's what Lucas always did is he pushed, he tried to push the boundaries. He didn't try to remake what he made. Exactly. Well, you know, I don't think I'm as fervent of a supporter of Filoni as you are. Uh, I do like him. Um, I don't see him becoming chief creative officer as a negative in any way. Um, but, you know, when it comes to like Ahsoka, it was fine. There were some really, really cool things about it, but there's some things I was like, okay, whatever. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I'm hoping in the long run, if there's a season two, that when you look at it as a whole, it'll be better. I'm right there. Just, just like Rebels, like Rebels is like ah, first couple of years, but then by the time you get through the whole thing, you're like, holy shit, that was great. Right. Well, even even the Mandalorian, I think there the first two seasons of the Mandalorian, fucking epic. I remember. I said this on the podcast and I, it's still true. You know, the, the, at least that very first season of Mandalorian, um, it made me feel like I felt when I first saw star Wars as a kid. Yeah. So now there's so much star Wars content coming out, um, that there's, there's things you can pick and choose. Like for example, this last year, Andor, probably one of my favorite star Wars releases ever. Even though it's a slow burn in these like three or four arcs that it does within its season, it's it's that's the adult Star Wars I was looking for. I mean, I loved it. The only the only challenge with that is it, just, it needed a little bit more world Star Wars in it. It just just a few little things to to, to push it a little further, and that's fine. But yeah. I need to watch that again. I feel like it's been years, but I need to watch it again. Yeah, it's a good call out. Year, I know. But I feel like it's been a long time, and I think I need to sit, let that one play all the way through. Would be interesting. I haven't really done that. So yeah, um, I'm not against this. I, I think it's good. I, I agree. There should be one person making sure all the stories are related and make cohesive sense. So I'm for it. That's it. 
Coolio. Yeah. I don't know who would be better at this point. Put it that way. Exactly. It's it's like, you know, you can have that coach on a team and you want him replaced, but or her replaced. Like, well, who's better? Can you find somebody better? Like, I don't know who's better in the Star Wars world than him at this particular point in time. So it's like you said, I know it wasn't, but it was almost there's a degree of almost internship with Lucas when he worked on the Clone World. Yeah, he worked directly with George. I mean, George exactly. told him George was the one who said, Yeah, uh, Maul's back. And it wasn't Dave Filoni didn't come up with that, and and George was the one that said, uh, "Yeah, uh, Anakin has a Padawan. It's a young girl." And, and Filoni's like, "No, he doesn't." And and he goes, "He does now." Lucas like, "He does now. He does so, and he, and he will for Clone Wars." Like that just came out of nowhere. It wasn't like it was. It wasn't Filoni's idea. It was that was all George Lucas, right? So and that turned into. People hated that character. Oh, when she first came out, people were like, what? He's got a Padawan and says, whiny little girl. Now, Ahsoka, so many people, it's her favorite character. Dude, it's iconic. When we went to uh, Disney, there's girls everywhere with that. It was great. Exactly. The point is, there was always a a, uh, backlash to Lucas. And then like 10 years later, everybody goes, that was fucking awesome. Like At the time, he gets the shit kicked out of him. (laughs) Right, right. I don't disagree. Um. Anyways, so yeah, let's look forward to that. Now, you have one more piece of news on here. When did I skip something? At the end, after Filoni. It's a trailer. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I'm looking right at it. <laughs> uh, this came on literally within a couple hours of us recording. The first trailer for Furiosa, a Mad Max story. Or not a Mad Max story. It's a, it takes place in the Mad Max universe. universe. So if you saw um, Fury Road, Mad Max Fury Road, which was the fourth movie in the Mad Max franchise, um, I know it's a Mad Max film, but really kind of the main character was Furiosa then, played by Charlize Theron. Well, this is a prequel story. George Miller became very interested in Furiosa and what her story was and how she got to where she is. And he's like, fuck it, I'm making a prequel. So he did. And why not? Uh Obviously, though, it's a prequel, so uh, Charlize Theron, lover, she's in her 40s, he wants to do a younger take, so he grabbed uh, Anna, oh, I, I just had her name, ah, oh, shit, but um, the woman from uh, Queen's Gambit, I'm, I'm totally brain farting on her name right now. I, I can look it up, but I'm not going to. It's okay. <laughs> Oh my God. Thank you for the sound effects, Joe. <laughs> Anna Taylor. Anna Joy Taylor. Thank you. Thanks. Okay. Good. Anyway, she plays a young Furiosa. And I, 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 I probably read the casting a while ago. But when the trailer came on and I saw the bad guy she's fighting, I'm like, is that Chris Hemsworth in a prosthetic nose? In a yeah, Thor outfit? Kind of. But the nose, the nose sells it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think, Joe? Um, I have about 0.0001% chance of watching this movie. It looks, I have zero what? care. This looks, t- I don't care. This. I am 100% opposite. Um, no, it looks boring AF. Oh, I disagree. How many times are we going to watch people just drive cars in a desert and kill each other? What is so cool? It's it's stupid now. Like, it's it doesn't even come close emotionally to the the original Mad Max for Christ's sake. Like, and that was what made for two grand with a fucking eight millimeter camera. Like, well, the first one was yes, very cheaply made. That's what I mean, and it's better than this shit. It's like, this is not going to be a good movie, guaranteed. I I don't know. I, you're right. I, I like the first one. It's an actual film, but you can see where they spent the money, the little money they had. But what's interesting is that that first Mad Max takes place right before the apocalypse. You know it's coming, and society's starting to break down, and then by the next movie, okay, fine. It's it's happened. It's called The Road Warrior in the U.S., but I think it's been renamed in, in in Australia, the rest of the world, it was Mad Max Two: The Road Warrior. Um, right now, I think I don't know if they've rebranded it now, but I don't know. The Road Warrior has always had a special spot in my heart. Maybe it was something about it when I was a kid. That yeah, I liked that. 
I liked it too. I fully admit Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, not so great. Not so great. I watched it many times on HBO when I was a kid, and it, eh. But I loved Fury Road, and a lot of that had to do with the fact that even though Mad Max had the top billing, it was really Furiosa's movie, and I enjoyed it. It was all right. I loved it. I loved I loved Doof. I love Morton Joe. I just, I loved everything about it. I loved the, uh, I can't remember the, the boys, the when you know, they huff in the chrome and everything's shiny and chrome. Oh my God, I loved it. It was basically the greatest hits of the Mad Max movies. And I know that, and I still loved it. That said, this trailer I'm watching, I am excited. I think Furiosa is a badass, but it seems like George Miller is borrowing again from all of his own movies because a big thing in The Road Warrior is that tanker truck that's armored. They're trying mm-hmm. to get away and everyone's fighting it. And in this, there's a tanker truck that people are fighting and trying to get to it. I'm like, that seems very familiar. Yeah, there's nothing new here. That's what I'm saying. It's just another one, another take on it. It's Mad Max female doing the same shit and that's fine but they had nothing against that but like this this does i, I don't I, I there's nothing new here this is, this is the problem with all these ips like they're afraid to take shots afraid to take chances now i haven't seen this obviously but i'm just looking at it from the preview um you know when you even get into like the Boys Mexico and Walking Dead Fiji, whatever the fuck, you know, that'll, that'll come up. It's like... Um, Walking Dead Fiji. <laughs> well, it's an island. Um, I, I get where you're going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I could have said Walking Dead Mackinac. Um, but to me, it's just like, there's nothing new. They're, like, you've you've t- these, taken these stories and you're and you you you're just bleeding them. And, and, and I can see why some people would say, you know... Um, there's fatigue or whatever, whether it's superhero or any of these, these IPs, like, like do something with them, change them up. And I know people get mad if they change it too much. And that, that's the reason Hollywood fails to push. Like right now I, I, I saw news and it's, it's, it's a tangent, but like they're going to make a sequel to spinal tap. I can't wait. It could be a disaster, but it could also be great. And it's kind of like this Furiosa, man. I could be wrong. It, it could be fantastic. It could be something that they're just showing me the first 20 seconds of the movie for crying out loud. Who knows the way they do previews. It could be, Correct. you know, there could be all kind of, um, what, what I want is a, is a character story and not just like a road, a, a, a road race to get gas or whatever, you know? I agree. I agree. I want a good story too. Um, it's hard to tell what the story is, other than this is her right. origin and Chris Hemsworth has to die. So and then we did see uh, a, a glimpse of Morton Joe, but so right away the continuity nerd in me did get flagged a little bit. So in Mad Max, Max was an adult. He was a cop, right? Um, he lost his wife and daughter and, you know, we, we all know how Mad Max ends where he ties, he chains the guy to the thing and the gas and the saw and blah, blah, blah. But then when we see him again in the road warrior, obviously the apocalypse has happened. He's seen some shit. He's living on his own. He's got a dog, yada, yada, yada. But the jump from Mad Max to Mad Max 2 or the road warrior doesn't seem like it's a lot of time. Five, ten years max. Well, that's a lot during like uh, an apocalypse, and then okay, okay. do that. But even if it's ten years, okay, let's give yeah. it ten years. So when we see Fury Road, that Mad Max is okay. He's about the same age as uh, Gibson was in Road Warrior. Um. So you're thinking the apocalypse has been around 10? Yes, that's really weird continuity. Right. So how looks pretty, this movie looks pretty advanced in the apocalypse, if that's the right way to say it. Yeah, exactly. It looks like the apocalypse has been around for a lot longer. So if we're jumping back 
20-ish years, you'd think that she would exist. She'd be at that age either right yeah. as the apocalypse happened or right before. So that's my thing. It's hard. Yeah, because, well, to me, Mad Max in in the um, the movie prior, Mad Max seems the same age as Furiosa to me. Right. Right. Like, they w- I would think both those are roughly the same age, right? Actors? Right. So if if that uh so yeah exactly if they're the same age and if 20ish years before she was a young woman during the apocalypse that's not possible because we know the apocalypse didn't happen yet right the, the apocalypse shouldn't have happened yet because at that age if mad max is that young he's still not even a cop yet or maybe just became a cop right all right, so, Michael's found the failure in the film already. <laughs> that said, if even if you look at Furiosa with a fine tooth comb, it doesn't really fit. And basically, George Miller's explanation explanation is basically these are like the old myths. You know, you tell the story, don't focus on continuity continuity too much. Just enjoy them and shut the fuck up. All right, great, thanks, George. You didn't say exactly that, but that's the gist. Right. All right, let's move on. What's your geek this week, Michael? Did you open boxes and stuff? Did you do comics? Did I did. Geek? In fact, well, uh, I need to post you promote another that? episode. Yeah. I'm, so our geek this week, I've posted a single video. If you want to check it out, uh, look up on YouTube. Look up our geek this week. Um, I've got the first episode out. I'll be uploading the second one shortly. I believe my second one is actually going to be, I think I call it the second one, but then I actually recorded a different episode. Uh, my haul from the Grand Rapids Comic Con that I went to earlier this month. So that will be the next episode to upload. And then um, I've got more on the hopper. I've got a Black Friday episode, all the stuff I ordered on Black Friday. Um, that's all uh, coming up. I think I'm at about 11, 12 episodes to upload yet. So uh, I've got plenty of content. So uh, check out our Geek This Week on YouTube. That's me just being a geek. This but is why Michael doesn't produce this podcast. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm teasing, but. No, no. The video is horrible. I am not. Listen. No, I'm in a, a, getting it up on time. Like you've got 12 of the hopper. It's like, well, you got to produce them and get them up there. No, no. I've been I've been saving them. So like uh, we're recording this right now. By the time you listen to this, I'll probably have you'll the, the next episode is probably up. I, I've kind of put them so that I'm going to do them either monthly or biweekly. I know I'm a little bit late on this one. But I basically wanted to use them as kind of filler for when we can't record episodes of. Um, there you go. Gives you something podcast. to do. Exactly. All right. We'll check it out. Give right. our listeners something to check out when we can't put out an episode of this. And you get to see Michael because it's on YouTube. Yeah. It's not a great site, but it, it is what it is. It's who I am. But as far as our geek this week goes for this podcast, I did finish System Collapse by Martha Wells. Uh, just. Uh, the sixth or seventh, seventh book, I should say, uh, in the um, Murderbot series. It was good. Not great. I'm glad I read it. Uh, so I've shifted back to reading the Making It So autobiography by Patrick Stewart. And in true adult fashion, we <laughs> bought a bookcase, a massive bookcase, off of uh, Facebook Market. Okay. And it is now loaded with several copies of the various Omnibuy that I have purchased over the years. Uh, it coincides with the Our Geek This Week YouTube show. Um, I'm now putting them on display, and maybe I should put a, I'll, I'll I'll take a picture and I'll put it up on the KyberCast uh, Instagram. You should see. It, it looks really good. We have I have so many comics. I'm a huge geek. I've spent so much money on comics, it's sad. so yeah new episodes of uh, our geek this week are coming great um for me i actually have a couple things uh i mentioned it in the last podcast that we posted um that for all mankind has started back up again so i picked up where that left off and uh i really i mean i i I wish michael would listen to me once in a while on, on two shows this one and obviously uh He's, it's kind of like it's kind of like the the Matt Damon joke on Jimmy Kimmel and uh, Dead um, uh, Daredevil season three. Uh, he just won't do it because it's you know I keep asking, but I really think he would like uh, for all mankind, and I think everybody out there 
that likes that wants true science fiction, this is a really good. No, I want to watch this show. I don't have Apple Plus. Uh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. You're that is that is kind of a a problem, isn't it? I could probably get access to it. I'm, that's not. But if you saw my stack of omnibus or omnibuy that I haven't read yet, you'll see why I don't have time. Oh, there's time. <laughs> there's time. Um, but yeah, really good show. I mean, if you can, you know, no, I wouldn't. It just, it's, it's hard for me to explain, but it's just a, a really interesting show. And then uh, to my surprise, after I watched that, the uh, Apple, you know, like every other thing says, oh, you should watch this next, right? And I threw on Monarch. And, and I, thought, I thought, I'm going to, well, I'll give this a shot. Dude, it's fucking fun. Yeah. It's, it's a good show. I've watched the first two episodes. I think there's four episodes out now, so I got to catch up because I've been busy um, and I want to catch up. Uh, it's really good. There's some, it's like interesting. It's this whole espionage kind of feel and um, characters in there, young kids' characters. I, I, I really like it. It's it's done really well for, for a show. Apple's knocking it out of the park, man. They're like doing few shows, but the ones they put out, strong, 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 strong. So I recommend Monarch for sure. Uh, really fun show. I think it's uh, uh, way better than I thought. Whole 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 intro with John Goodman kind of really pairs those movies into the universe. Um, it's Did interesting. You see Kaiju? Uh, you see, I, eventually you will, but you see flashes from the other movies in it. Gotcha. You know, um, but uh, yeah, it'll happen. See, I'm glad that it's a good show. It looks interesting. I, like, I want to love all these Godzilla films that are out now. Mm-hmm. I admit that the reboot, with, you know, the Godzilla, the first one, it was all right. I enjoyed it. Um, of the ones that have come out, though, the one that I really liked was Kong Skull Island. I I thought that was just so much fun. I thought it was very good too. I I can't say anything about Godzilla King of Monsters or whatever that the whatever the second Godzilla movie was uh because I never saw it. But I did see Godzilla versus Kong and I thought okay. it was stupid. You thought it was stupid. Yeah, so it was like, okay. It was all right. They had the shoulder down, you know, where Kong goes and all. it was it wasn't that bad. It was that bad. It wasn't that bad. Part of me was like, "Look at these giant neon buildings that they're smashing into." The environment and the stuff, but the story could have been worse. I guess is what I'm saying. It could have been better. It could have been much better. But (laughs) and to be fair, I saw it on HBO Max for nothing. I didn't go to the theater and see that. Oh, I saw it on HBO Max too. I'm like, "Eh, people say they like this movie. Those people are stupid. (laughs) I I joke. I joke. I'm not against it. I mean, they're doing what? Another one yet, right? They're going to be working on another Godzilla. Versus- I think you always have to. It's kind of the James Bond. Like, you always have to have some kind of Godzilla out there. It's kind of a it, – it's so fascinating that such a extreme Japanese cultured show has really taken the world. And, you know, when I was a kid, who I loved watching the rubber suit Godzilla Monster Week and and all that. So you kind of forgive it a bit of yeah. the, the – because, you know, it was a rubber suit and – on fake, you know, sets and stuff. But it was when you were a kid, it was awesome. Oh, I agree. I I watched the original Godzilla versus King Kong the, in the rubber suit, and I I watched. I remember I watched it at my great grandma's house, and my great aunt couldn't watch it with us because they scared her. <laughs> I should do that. And even even as a kid, I'm like, this is so fake looking, but I love it. If if anybody's, I don't know if we have any young listeners out there. Um, they should. Everyone should watch the original King Kong, a, a, a masterpiece like the original oh, black the original, and white. not the seventies version. Not the no, not the seventies version. The Twin Towers version. No, um, the original King Kong. It it just holds up, man. It it's just amazing. Have you ever seen it? I don't know that I have. Are you serious? I, I I've seen the seventies version. I've I've seen the uh, Peter what's his face uh, movie. Peter Jackson. Yeah, the Peter Jackson Jack Black Kong. 
I, I say Jack Black only because he did actually have a major role in it, but he plays it completely straight. There's, it's, it's not the typical Jack Black. It's none of that. None you got to remember, this movie was made in 1933, man. Right, right. No, it's a classic for a reason. I don't. I'm just trying to think. I don't know that I've ever seen it. No. Yeah, it's the acting. It's it's a good good movie. Um, hour and forty minutes. I'm put it. I pulled it up on, uh, um, Rotten Tomatoes. But um, uh, what streaming service has? I'm. You know what? I need. To I don't even it. know if you if it does. Someone's got it. Someone's got it. Um, I'll look it up right now. Give us a little. Um, I need to rectify that. So I'm not against. I like kaiju. In fact, I. I, I re- guess you can rent it, but it's not on. Oh well. Like I said, I like kaiju. I'm uh, well into the kaiju number eight manga. Yeah, you can watch I, it on YouTube. Apparently, it's all over the place. Probably, oh, it's probably in the public domain now. It might be. I mean, I, for its flaws. I thought the first Pacific Rim was a fantastic. It's it's not great movie, but it was popcorn cinema, right? Yeah. It was the Fast and Furious of kaiju movies. Uh, I still never watched. I never. I've not seen Uprising, but all that to say, I'm interested in the Monarch Show, but it's because I don't have Apple TV Plus. I probably won't watch it for a bit. Right. Good stuff, though. Good stuff if you can get to it. Um, you know what else is good stuff? Our Patreon page. If you want to help us out, go to patreon.com slash kybercast. And, uh, you know, Christmas season, you know, throw a little stuff in our little tin cup so Michael can buy more things to um, use in his unbox. video. Yeah, so he can unbox. Right. <laughs> you can help him out. No, I, I'm, I'm actually pretty close to being done. Opening stuff up. Oh, then what are you going to do? You can't do that. Oh, I'm not going to stop buying comics. Oh. Basically, I'll, when I get to enough to start opening stuff again, I'll do another episode. But don't worry. I've got plenty in the can to slowly dole out. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you record them all in one day? Like, and then just, since you're do doing it? Ch- I do them in chunks because the, each episode's... You're like, the Je- you're like Jeopardy. Like, they do like four yeah. shows in a day, and then it's... Oh, you can tell week. which ones I've done because uh, you can sell... Same outfits. I have the same exact outfit for like three or four episodes. Come on, Michael. You gotta get. You gotta. I'm not yeah. doing. I believe me. There's there's bad lighting. There's bad editing. <laughs> there's bad sound. I'm not doing a costume change. That's funny. Um, guy sitting in the room being a nerd. There you go. So, all right, we 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 we're going round and round trying to figure out a freaking topic for today. Um, without much being out there uh one of them was prequels so we can maybe talk about that's not written down here but i remember he's mentioning that yeah early earlier um so we've got this furiosa prequel there's uh the mockingbird whatever the hell uh hunger games prequel is out right now which Um, it has not lit up the box office but then again it's another one of those movies where people are like the people that really wanted to go see it are going to see it and they're saying it's good. Yeah, the audience score was pretty good on that. So I don't know. It, we're in a weird place because we, we okay, we talk about prequels. Everyone, every major company, Disney, you know, Sony, where you name it, they're trying to take full economic advantage of their IP right now. So we're getting spin-offs. We're getting prequels. I mean, look at, uh, you just mentioned, most stuff we just mentioned was either a prequel or a spinoff or something like the Aliens show, the Aliens movie. Right. Uh, the Boys Mexico. You just mentioned Monarch. That's a spinoff. Absolutely. Godzilla. Absolutely. Pin-off. Yeah. Uh, from the from their IP, for sure. Furiosa is a prequel, like you said. And then, you know, the Hunger Games. And it's like, so we keep saying as, you know, people that take in uh, this this content, right? Where the where the viewing public, and over and over again, we hear you know, no more prequels, no more this, no more, no more you know spinoffs. We're we're sick of the IP being, you know, drained of all its blood. Give us something original. 
And then we get something original, like the creator, and it takes. Right. So what do we do with that? Like what – it's it's kind of like this – But we did get Barbie this year. We did get Barbie, yes. But again, you take? there is – I mean, there is it's a nostalgia IP. factor It's there. still an IP, isn't it? Exactly. Though? So now I'm, I'm worried what's come next because now Hasbro's like, yeah. Is it Hasbro? Do they own Barbie? Is that the Yeah, one? yeah. Hasbro's done this already, right? Like, they did the first, you know, G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra. And it was all right. Then the second movie sucked. Um, and then Transformers. Let's make a thousand Transformers movies. And the last one was actually pretty good. <laughs> Which one was the last one? Beast uh, Wars? Yeah. That one was yeah. pretty good? Yeah, it was pretty good. It was fun. I'm so far about like I haven't even seen Bumblebee, and that one actually got good reviews. Bumblebee's very good. I have to watch that. Yeah, well, it has nothing to do with uh, the, the director that just made action stuff. Michael Bay. Yeah, and I've and I've made this joke before, but there was one of the Transformer movies, probably the third one, maybe the fourth one. I don't remember. They all blur. Where I nodded off for like 15 seconds, but I was like. I was like, oh, whoa, I must have missed a whole bunch of time. I rewound and said, whoa, I didn't miss a bunch of time. There's a fight <laughs> happening for no obvious reason. <laughs> exactly. That, so, I don't know, Joe. What does what, what do we want? What is We want what, fresh. We want fresh takes. They, at the end of the day, they want characters, right? Um, no different than Guardians of the Galaxy 3, right? It's... It's uh, it's not about the special effects in that movie. It's about the characters no, and the relationships. And you know, can a can a fake raccoon have a relationship and steal your heart? Yeah, if it's written right and done right, it can. And take the time to build characters. These the problem is is these these IPs they just like let's make action sequences, get a basic story, and don't bring the the characters to life, or or at least the consequences with characters and that's the key. It's the key. It's the reason why you should watch the original King Kong. Everyone should watch it. It's not because it's a fucking giant ape, but like there's a reason you, you're uh, spoilers. The uh, King Kong dies at the end. And what? Yeah. Uh, well, there's a reason you feel horrid and what in, in, in the, the um, metaphor for what man does to nature, you know, tries to, tries to uh, capture it, make money off it, and ends up and uh, destroying it. Um, y- you know, th- it's not just a monster movie. There's a lot more going on, and that's the point. But when you just make something and churn it out, um, that's when failure happens. And that's people want great stuff, they, and they look forward to it. But, um, but then when you churn out something like uh, Secret Invasion – did I get that right? Uh, Marvels? Is it Secret yes. Wars or Secret Invasion? It was Secret Invasion. I'm sorry. I messed it up all the time. The, the Samuel that. Jackson show, and you're like, well, that was just as you know, Charles Barkley would say. That's terrible. Um, right? Yeah, it was awful. So, like, you know, I, I, prequels or sequels. Um, and it's a tough thing with prequels. If you, you've, and I'm not against them. I, mean, I love the Star Wars prequels. Like everybody goes, well, we know that Obi Wan's not going to die. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> that does, well, it doesn't mean you can't have a story there. It's just you know, it's not about dying. Godfather Two showed you it's a great prequel. It's a fantastic yeah. prequel. It, well, obviously it was a prequel and the sequel at the same time, but right. there was there was a prequel to it. Um, well, you you know where Don Vito is going to be uh, exactly by the exactly. end, but at the end of the time, you know, but. Doesn't mean it wasn't good. Well, even even though I know you're not the biggest fan of them, but even Titanic, everyone knows where that story is going to eventually end. But Titanic is more about it's the journey, not oh, the I, 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 let me get you. I like I enjoyed it when I saw it at the movies. Right. It's 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 not like I hated it, hated it. I just make fun of it because like everybody else does. It's like you can fit more than one person in that door. Oh, 100%. 100%. But I saw it in the theater and I I got emotional. And going back to what you said about Guardians of the Galaxy 3, I mean, realistically, those animals that we get to know, uh, you know, Toof and all those and all of basically Rocket's friends, 
they're on the screen, what, five, ten minutes tops? Right. And, oh, my God, emotional hug, heartstrings, because that's the strong characterization, the strong interpersonal relationship. So, yeah, it's got to be about the characters, and it's got to be a good story, which makes me wonder. Um, so, it's well known that the MCU films um, – they do what they call like the pre-vis, the action sequence. So we know in this Captain America film, we're going to have this fight and it's going to look like this kind of. And then they bring in the director and the writer and like write your story around this. Now, yeah, but if they did that like Civil War, if they did that for the Civil War movies and they did that for Infinity War and they did that for um, Endgame, yeah, it, they still worked. <laughs> so yeah, they, they, they the story still worked. But I think it helps. I mean – it definitely helps with who the creative people are because um, the, the two brothers that directed Russo brothers. Yeah. Thank you. The Russo brothers. They were very good with interpersonal character reactions. So I know they wrote a lot of that too. Right. Right. So, I mean, if you're a fan of the Russo brothers, like I am, you know that they got their start on, Arrested Development, which is all about character interaction. Right. They worked on Happy Endings, a uh, sitcom that lasted for two seasons, by, created by David Caspe, that really kind of never became a hit, but it's one of my favorite sitcoms of all time. I love it. Um, and a lot of the episodes where I, I rewatched it a few times, I start watching an episode I love and I see, you know, written and directed by the Russo brothers. I was like, what? <laughs> or Community, another show. They they honed their skill at interpersonal relationships and the characters on these TV shows and they took that and brought it to the cinema. So you're right. Um, Marvel did use that approach for those movies, but do you think they use that approach – with the third Guardians movie? That one seems it was like they let Gunn. Well, I think they've always let Gunn do what he wants to do. Right. So Plus I, his, I, movie, his movies, that third one has really nothing to do with the continuity of Marvel. It really doesn't. I mean, I, I, I could see them in their first movie. That, like, well, they had to. They had a Power Stone in it. Right. So they had to do all that previous stuff. Right. But he made it work. Yeah. But sometimes... It doesn't work so great. Well, you have to have somebody that knows what they're doing and making a film too. Um, not that these people don't, but I mean, what is the thrust of the filmmaker? And it's usually the ones that get characters always do it the best. Michael Bay doesn't get characters. No, he does explosions. We know that. That's what he does best. Right. Um, I, ironically, Lucas is not very good at like directing actors somehow it worked out in the original star Wars. Uh, Cause he had, they, he picked the right talent apparently, he um, but he, but he's not very good at getting people to act to their best. Well, I think one of my favorite quotes is from Harrison Ford where he's like, <laughs> you can write this down. <laughs> you can write this shit is what he said, but nobody can say this. <laughs> Yeah, so I guess but to Lucas's talent, he goes, "You don't have to understand it. It's part of the world. It'll, it'll just as long as you say it naturally, no, no one will question it." Well, he's not wrong. I mean, right. a big chunk of Star Trek, you can hand wave him to that. You know, they they make up all these things that, as far right. as how they, you know, we need the trilithium crystals and blah yeah. blah blah, and they just do techno babble, and they just say it with conviction, and you believe it, right? Because they're talking about imaginary shit that's not real anyway. Right. So just Which is what we go. do for every podcast. <clears throat> <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. There we go. There you go. There you go. I hope that shows up. I don't even know if it, if it doesn't. No one's going to laugh. Yeah. You and I will know it's there. Exactly. That's it. So, uh, again, I, I know we really didn't have a topic this week, but I guess, I don't know. I guess that. That's really it. We just, I guess I don't care if it's a prequel. I don't 
because look at this. Okay. I, I'm going to go off a little rant here, a little rave rant, whatever. You could have said the Predator franchise was dead. They had done, you know, the two movies. They did, well, they did what? Predator, Predator 2. They did Predators. They did The Predator. Predator versus Alien, two of those. Six movies with the Predator in it, right? Right. What more can you do? But then they return to the roots. And in many ways, Prey is kind of a retelling of Predator 150 years sooner. But when you change the characters and focus on the characters and make good characters. Right. Because let's face it, uh, the CGI in the grizzly bear scene, not the greatest. (laughs) But I'll still go to bat for that movie and say this is the second best Predator movie ever made. It's pales. I mean, not even pale, but you know, you know, I, the first one's the first one and that's what got everyone's attention. Yes. I am one of those people that thinks that sometimes a subsequent movie can be better than the original. In that, in this case, that's not it. You, I don't think you can have prey without predator, which is true, but that's a case where, yes, you're going back to the well. It's an IP. It's a prequel, but the story was good. Right. And it worked. So, I guess prequels, sequels, whatever, spinoffs, just give me quality more so than quantity. If you give me quality, it can work again. And I think that's what they have to concentrate on. I mean, whether it's Marvel, Star Wars, uh, any IP, I think they've learned the hard way. You can't just – if you shit this stuff out, you'll you'll lose it in the long run. Don't be greedy. Don't be – you know, be smart. Do these things. Take your time, you know. Um, well, and I think a lot of these creatives, I think for many of them, their hearts are in the right place. But you got to think how many people work on a movie with all the producers, the writers, the directors, cinematographers. There are a lot of cooks in the kitchen. And sometimes maybe that particular mixture of creatives, they all might have great intentions and they really want to put out the best film they can. But sometimes they all do. I, I believe they all do. No one wants right, to make shit. Right. right, right. Well, maybe not. Well, I, I won't get into it. But <laughs> you're right. I, I think 99% of them are trying to put in their best work. And sometimes that mix just does not work. Right. Like the right. final product is not a souffle. No. Especially this episode after I edit it, it probably won't be either. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know what though, uh, we have a couple weeks before I get, uh, we record again. So maybe Michael, you can put out there on social media, even on here, uh, have people throw us some topics. What would they want to talk about? Anything. We'll, we'll, we'll cover anything. Well, yeah, I think you mentioned we got our 200th episode coming out. We do. We do. We're, and I think you had more. out there, hit us with questions. What do you guys want to know about us, about the podcast, about anything? Let's open it up. Let's. Let's hear from the listener. Hit us with what you got. How can they do that? How can they do that, Joe? Well, (laughs) on Twitter, Instagram, and Threads, you can find us at KyberCast. Our Facebook is more your style. We have both a page and a group, both at the KyberCast. That's our social media. That's sorry. Right. Sure we have a website, but you usually do that part. Well, I usually do that part. Um, you, <laughs> well, I thought maybe you had more to say. You were, you were, you looked pretty wired and fired up. But if you um, really would like to help out the show, make sure you smash that subscribe button because then you'll get our podcast delivered to you as soon as we produce it and get it up online. Uh, make sure you tell a friend about the show. That's, that's really helpful and leave a, uh, some kind of review, hopefully a good one. Um, tell your friends, they can even go right to kybercast.com. They can have listened to all of our shows there. They're all streaming there via SoundCloud and embedded in the file. So you can just push play without having anything on your phone, uh, downloaded if, if you, uh, so see fit um, check out the store it's Christmas time there's some stuff in our store you can pick up with our KyberCast logo on it that helps out the show as well uh, we get a little cut here and there uh, but 
I don't know. I think that'll do it for this week. Michael, we have two weeks off, well, no, a week off. So make sure you guys follow Michael on his, uh, our geek, or what is it called, Michael, on YouTube? It's called Our Geek This Week. Our Geek This Week, not My Geek This Week. Okay. Our Geek This Week. Um, on the YouTubes. Uh, and then you got to smash that subscribe button for him, too. Uh, and then call him out when he doesn't change outfits per episode. Like, you should do that. Oh, it's obvious. Yeah. Um, I, I think I even call You should it do the Charlie Sheen thing, like mess your hair up after each cut, like from Ferris Bueller, <laughs> because the oh, continuity is, oh, the continuity is completely different. His hair is way up in one shot. They cut to her. They cut back to him. His hair is way down. <laughs> like it's, it's on purpose. It's, it's just, it's all messy. I'll, um, maybe I'll just change shirts every, like in the middle of every episode. Okay. There you go. There you go. So who doesn't want that? For the next couple of weeks, hang in there. We will get uh, another episode out soon. We've got our 200th. 200th episode coming and uh, I want to work out something fun. I don't know what that will be. Um, maybe we bring Alan back. Maybe we bring all of our guests into one thing would be fun. I don't know. We'll do something. We'll figure something out. But 200 episodes is something to celebrate, I think. And it's uh, it's coming down the pipe. So uh, that would be before the new year. So yeah. there we go. Right around the corner. There we go. So until next week, this is the way. I have spoken. What a piece of junk. Boring conversation anyway.